If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. 2017, I would say, I would call that like my YouTube golden year. Mm. I was uploading every single day. And then that's when I reached triple digits on my on my check. I was like, okay, I'm making I'm making a month. Yeah, like I made like it was October 2017. I made a hundred. And then the next month after that I made 120. Welcome back to another episode of Deposits with me, Brooke England. And oh my gosh, I can't believe we're already at halfway through the season. We've learned so much about our guests and their journeys, but the guest I have today has a journey like no other. He made his first big check from YouTube, and now he's doing music and charting with some of the hottest artists. Everybody, help me welcome DDG. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How you doing? Good. Thank you for being on the show. Of course. I see you got your all black on. I read that, or I watched that you like to, you know, do your one-two with with all black. Yeah, that's my my go-to. What does black do for you? Because I know sometimes, like, I lived in New York for a long Um, time, and I would feel like black was my favorite color. Yeah, I just don't like, I don't know, I get like, overwhelmed by trying to match colors and all of that i feel like black just match with black you know yeah it's easier yeah and it's so easy to dress up and look important real quick yeah we're yeah, all yeah. black they're like who is that yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how so would you say that most people know you from music or youtube i feel like it's half and half i know i met a lot of people that don't even know i do youtube yeah and it's a lot of people that haven't well they know i more everybody know I do music. It's just about if everybody is listening or not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But not everybody know I do YouTube because I don't promote it like that. Yeah. I just do it. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was something that I discovered. I knew you from doing music yeah. <laughs> as an artist. So mm-hmm. that was just interesting because I'm like, whoa, like this is his second career. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Music is your second career. Like hosting well acting is my second career i've talked about this this season um i started my career off as a producer host and Mm. i got into acting i'm doing acting now but now i have a podcast show so it it all works together so and i think like yours too it it works together even though i saw that you retired from youtube yeah quote unquote quote unquote right yeah i just like making videos i have fun doing it and it's at this point, it's like easy money. So it's like, why would I stop? Why would you stop? And it's like, that's basically where everything is. It's like artists are pressured to have constant content. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They People want to know, your fans want to know, like a day in the life. They want to know what you're doing. They want to know what you're eating. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They Fans now are very consumed with the personal lives of artists. Yeah, so yeah. YouTube and just like social media period allows mm. the fans to really connect with you guys on another level. So yeah, never give that up completely. Like you said, quote unquote. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> so tell me, what was the age you created your first YouTube? Because I saw that um, in RIP to your brother, when your brother passed away, that your mom asked you, did you want a car or a camera, and you picked a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How I'm old sure were you? I was like 16, 17, one of those. Yeah, like 16, 17. I graduated when I was 17. Yeah, I was about 16. 
So what was going on in Pontiac, Michigan, where you're from? How was it like growing up there that at 16 years old, you would make a wise decision to choose a camera over a car? I just like making videos and I just... I really didn't do it for money, to be honest. Like I was doing, I started doing it because I made like a little skit or something um, in this little summer program in high school, and uh, my friends really liked it. They was laughing at it and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of popular in my summer program now. Let me make another one. Just kept making little skits with my homies and shit. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep doing it. And then eventually, I end up doing some more research and I found out you can get paid. Yeah. So then I ended up doing the steps to monetize my videos and um I made like two hundred dollars. And you check. quit your job yep. when you cool made man. the two hundred dollars. You were cool working at T J Maxx. Mm-hmm. Did your research. I was probably making like two hundred a week, two fifty a week at T J Maxx. Yeah. And I got that t- and YouTube paid monthly, so you don't get paid once. But I yeah. got that one little two hundred dollar check and I'm like, damn, so if I do this much I could fuck around and make that 200, 2000. So, because yeah. that was off your first video, right? Nah, I, I was uploading a lot of videos, mm-hmm. but none of them was like hitting no good numbers. You know what I'm saying? For me to really make money. But then I had like a, I don't know what skit it was, but like some skit hit like cool little 50,000, 100,000 views, something like that. And I ended up getting that $200. And you started calculating backwards, like, okay. If I upload mm-hmm. a video every day, it's possible that I can hit 200 a week, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that gave you the courage to quit your job. That yeah. was like a, you were like ahead of your years. But tell me about growing up in Pontiac. Like, tell me about some of the struggles or just being a kid growing up there. I feel like it's like, it's like every other hood, you know, you know how the hood be. Grow up struggling. You ain't really got the luxuries of life type shit. You never really, like, I ain't get on my first airplane till I was 16. Mm. So, like, I ain't really know what it was like to even travel to a different state besides Ohio because you can drive there. But, um, yeah, I ain't really, you know, it's, it's real small-minded out there. It's like a hella small town. Everybody know each other and shit. But, you know, it's cool. It's not that bad, but, you know, it's definitely, like, the hood. Is shit. that where most of your family is? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay, fast forward, you get $200, and that motivates you to get on your YouTube grind. Yeah. So what was your first big check from YouTube, and do you remember how much it was? Yeah, my first big check, um, I, so I'm in college at this time. And uh, I made like fifteen thousand dollars. What? Right. Off of one. No, not off of one video, but like just one month. Okay, because you were at this point, were you uploading every day or? Yeah, yeah, I was uploading like every day, every other day. You know, just trying to get good content out. So um, I made like fifteen thousand dollars. Then the month after that, I made like twenty thousand dollars, and it was just going up from there. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm finna just start focusing on videos so i skipped class for like three weeks straight i ain't go to class you know you got to pay for college classes i yeah. ain't have a full ride so i was i was like um wait 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 how you didn't have a full ride and you graduated valedictorian this is a crazy story right so in the east coast they got something called the act yes so um I yeah took i've the, heard you got a 20 yeah yeah which yeah. was still good yeah no i got a I got a 20 at first, right? Mm-hmm. I got another 20, and then I got a 19. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to pay to retake the test. Yeah. So at this point, I'm, like, frustrated. I'm like, damn, because I had a full-ride scholarship ready for me. All I had to do was get a 21. All I needed was that extra point. But, I, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that was, like, a sign. But you were, that, like, you didn't feel motivated to take it again. Yeah, I wouldn't take it in the fourth time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think you only take it three times. Mm. They don't let you keep retaking it. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to just go ahead and go to Central That's Michigan. how you know something is wrong with the system. Like, how can a student graduate valedictorian and they can't get funding because of a standardized test? Right. 
that shit. Like, I don't really like taking. I never like taking tests. Like that shit is just. It's like, tricky because they're literally setting the question up for you to get it wrong. And it's timed. <laughs> and it's, it's like it's you ain't timed. even giving a nigga time to like really think about the shit or write what he want to write to really get the question right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like essays and shit in there. It's like that shit. And you're a teenager. It's yeah. like I can't rush and process all of this in five minutes because yeah. it's like they want you to spend like no more than five minutes on each question and all that it's just a lot so no i feel you yeah. trust me so you're in college but i i know that you dropped out during your sophomore year mm -hmm. because you started seeing you were getting thirty thousand a month yeah yeah but yep, you're yep. saying the first one was fifteen thousand. yeah like over the course of like after the summer after my freshman year in college, that's when I kind of like took off in a way. And I started making real money, like the 10s, the 15s, the 20s and shit. Yeah. So then going into college, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna skip this class for three weeks. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. And I just made like a viral ass video. I don't know if you remember, like it was like a big thing online about killer clowns. Yes. You heard about that shit? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I made, did you erase made, a lot from your YouTube? I did for sure. Okay. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, sure. I really was like, something ain't right. No, <laughs> nah, there was I got more a lot videos. Of, <laughs> I got a lot of videos prior. I got hella cringy shit on there. But, but you, you know, archived. Yeah, I had to because it's like, I'm too damn grown. For, and they be trying to resurface shit these days. So I'm like, I'm cool. I ain't Everybody's to deal with a little that. too sensitive and something that you yeah. probably meant nothing. Yeah. They'll make it into something now. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Trust me, I years ago I like ended my Twitter. Like I closed my deactivated my Twitter because I was like, I don't know what I was saying in college. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to go back and just be scrubbing through and then it's like I missed something and now something comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and I was just a college student you know what i'm saying they try Talking to, junk. the internet to try to cancel you over some shit you said when you was 12 12 that you was 13 ain't lying. Years ago. so crazy. okay we're sophomore year you're making double digits yeah so what did you do with that first fifteen thousand dollar check were you like oh i was my buying God. i was buying clothes hey <laughs> <laughs> you know that was my first time getting money so i'm like damn I always wanted some Yeezys. You was buying your drip. Yeah, I was like, I want some, I want a babe hoodie. I was the freshest in my college. Like, I was the drippiest motherfucker walking through the campus because I had so much money. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, I'm doing this and that. I start skipping class. You know, the teachers don't care if you skip class in college because you paying for the shit. Yeah. So, I ain't really had to deal with nothing. I was just doing me. And then that killer clown shit happened. I got like a video with like four million views or some shit like that. I made hella money on it. And then from there, I was like, okay. I looked at my analytics and I had like forty thousand dollars coming the next month. What? So I was like, okay, cool. I don't want to be in school no more. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, it ain't no point. Like I was asking my homies, I was like, how much money would y'all need to like drop out? And they was like, shit, if I was making eight thousand a month, I'm gone. I'm making ten thousand, I'm gone. I'm like, shit, nigga, I'm making forty. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm finna dip. So I went to uh, L.A. for the first time, and um, I just liked it a lot. I loved it a lot. The weather was beautiful. I'm like, damn, this is where I want to be at. Did you visit alone, or you came with your family? No, I had a girl at the time, mm -hmm. and I visited with her and shit. And then I um, moved into um, this building called 1600 Vine in Hollywood. Yeah. But, yeah. And then I was like, okay. 
cool. It was like $5,000 a month. And, you know, from there, I just kept grinding. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. So when you was making this money before you quit uh, college, did your mom know? Did you ever yeah, tell yeah, your mom Yeah, she knew. She, she supported it for mm-hmm. sure. I was paying my rent. Mm. So it was like, you know, she knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, shit, I'm living rent-free right now because my son. So it's like she supported anything I wanted to do. Yeah. She came with me to L.A. to, like, you know, help me get set up in my crib and shit. But I was, like, 19 when I moved out. And you moved everybody here, right? Yeah, I moved my mama out here. Um, and then my brother started doing YouTube, too. And he, you know, he moved out here himself eventually, like, a year later. And then, you know, we all out here now. And your little sister does YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, before we even get into you teaching the family how to get to the bag also, how was that being a young, how was it being the young successful person in your family? Like, did you feel like there was a lot of pressures? Was there a lot of responsibility? How was that? It was fulfilling to me. I like to help people. So it was like, who else do I want to help more than my family? Yeah. So it was like anything they needed. Immediate family, though. Let me just say that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a great family member. I'm a great brother. I'm a great son. I'm a great cousin. But, you know, sometimes, you know, family, it is what it is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But my immediate family, I made sure they were straight for sure. So you never felt the pressures of, like, having to um, take care of your family at a young age. You enjoyed it. You embraced it. Yeah, I know how to say no, too. Mm. I'm a good I'm good at saying no or ignoring. So it's like, I'm going to help you if I want to help you. If I don't want to help you, I'm not going to help you, and I'm not going to feel bad for helping you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I am. So um, I just wanted to make sure they were straight, you know. But that's a blessing. So how what was that like, teaching your family YouTube and how to get paid from YouTube? It was easy, you know. I had, I had, I would say 2017, I had the whole YouTube on lock mm-hmm. as a black male, young. And that's when you moved here, right? Yeah, I moved here 2016. 2016. 2017, I would say, I would call that like my YouTube golden year. Mm. I was uploading every single day. And then that's when I reached triple digits on my on my check. I was like, okay, I'm making, I'm making. A month. Yeah, like. I made like it was October 2017. I made 100, and then the next month after that, I made 120. And I was like 20. I think I was 20. It was four years ago from now. 20, yeah, I was like 20 years old or some shit yeah. like that. And I was like, damn, this shit is crazy. So then after that moment, I was like, damn, maybe I can become a millionaire. And I just kept going. So at that time, would you just like pay all your bills up in advance or would you just like money just like wasn't a thing to you? I was just living. Yeah. Day by day. Um, figured out my way through taxes, paying for taxes and, you know, doing all the grown up shit, learning all that shit early when making a lot of money. And it kind of just, you know, I kind of just learned as I went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what was the video that brought you to that made you become a millionaire? Uh, I mean, shit. It was really just my consistency. I was posting three times a day at one point. Mm. And these, like, quality vlogs. These ain't just, like, no one. And you were editing yeah, them? Or yeah, were yeah, I was they, editing like, straight? Them bitches. I was editing them. Like, I film it, edit it, upload it, go to the next video. Same day. Like, it was days I didn't eat. Because I'm like, damn, bro, I got to see this number jump. That's all I was focused on, for real. That adrenaline. Yep. Then I start fucking with the music shit. Like, I was doing, like, diss tracks. And I was just doing it because it was making hella money. And then you Because you had a diss track to Yachty, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like, I was like, okay, let me do these little diss tracks. It was popping at the time. And my shit was hitting, like, millions and millions and millions of views. So I'm like, bad. So they, and then I... You know, came to the realization that they really was just fucking with my music. music. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me try this shit for real. Cause what happened was uh, YouTube had like an ad apocalypse, what people call it, and the money dropped like eighty percent. Mm. So I was making like on average at the time, I was making like fifty or something like that. And then next month, I made eight thousand. I'm like, fuck no, my rent five k. 
<laughs> so I'm like, shit, what else I want to do just in case this YouTube shit don't keep going? What else would I want to do? And the only thing that I want to do other than YouTube was make music. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and take this shit real serious. So I hit up um, Famous Dex yeah. at the time, and I um, paid him $10,000 for a feature. Lettuce, right? That's the <laughs> yeah. song? Yeah. And then he, I put up to the studio with the money, gave him the money. Shot the video right then and there. I went home, edited the music video, and I uh, uploaded that motherfucker. And then it got like 400,000 views in an hour. What? Yeah, then World Star. I didn't realize that was the same day. Yeah, it was So the same you day. already knew going into it that you were going to shoot the video on yeah. the same day? Hell yeah. That's dope. So I was like, okay, let me. Um, I got hit up by World Star, and they was like, shit, let us post it. And I was like, okay, cool. That makes more sense. It's music fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to cross over. So I'm like, okay, bet. So they uploaded that shit, hit on their page, and get reached like five million or some shit like that. Then I drop another song called Take Me Serious and another song um, called Javanchi. And Javanchi was like that first song that really turned me Went up. Viral. Yeah. I noticed you had multiple like uh, exclusive releases with World Star. Was that like a deal you did with them? Nah, they was just fucking with me. Mm -hmm. I was just so viral. It was just like it just made sense. So they had just go ahead and um, hit me up every time I'm about to release something. I got the the dude that ran their socials number, and I just hit him up. Like, I got a new song, got a new video. Shoot him all the files. He uploaded. Should just go crazy. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the feature with Famous Dex. Was that the first feature? Yep. So you paid him $10,000 mm -hmm. and out of your own money. Yep. This is very interesting what makes your journey just so different from a lot of other artists because, you know, a lot of other artists, when they're coming up in the game, they know people that they want to work with. But it's like if you're not signed – to a big label or if you don't have ten thousand dollars you probably won't get any features right so what was it like or how do you think from your perspective your career has been different because you came into it with money i was just able to fund certain shit like it was no limit on how many music videos i can shoot yeah it was no limit on how much marketing i wanted to do it was just no limit. It was just like I was. I just knew that. And th at this time, I'm independent, so I'm making the money. Like my song "Arguments" that mm -hmm. I I dropped that myself. That was like an R&B song. Yeah, it was R&B joint. Motherfucker went gold. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. I got end up getting signed off that song, and um, I made all the money off of it. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of money. And you signed to Epic, right? Yeah. Are you still signed to them? Mm-hmm. So how did you get a deal with Epic where they allowed you to keep your original masters? Um, I just, you know, just negotiation and having leverage coming in the game and coming in with numbers and already a following and, and people are already hearing my name buzzing and shit. It was just like I already went gold. You know what I'm saying? I want my masters. I feel like a lot of artists sign too early and they can't own their shit. I remember I did like a um what's it called? A a commercial for Sony or some shit. And I got paid like you wouldn't get paid for this if you ain't on your masters. Mm -hmm. I got paid like I got paid a six figure check just to do like some little shit with my song. Like, you know, they it's what just was so it? much it was um some skateboard shit. It was like a skateboarding commercial or something like that. And they used my song, it was called Push. They gave me six figures for that. Do you still get residuals from it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, for that particular deal, like, they pay me for that. And I know that's something that you can't. It's like a sync deal. Yeah. You can't get that if you're on your master's. Because they would be paying the label that. Yeah, they'd be giving that money to the label and not the artist. So tell me about the leverage. What is going on in these negotiations from a person who already has money, already is a millionaire, what type of confidence does that give you going into these type of meetings? Man, I met with every single label. I told Atlantic I wanted five million dollars. <laughs> I was just, I was throwing the big numbers out there. Um, but nah, I was you know it's just confidence in knowing that I already got money. Like I don't need it. It'd be cool to get this million dollar check from y'all, but 
it's like I'm gonna make it myself. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, so you know, just not needing the money. I feel like it just made me a lot more patient. Yeah, and know your worth more. Yeah, not be desperate. Mm -hmm. So, how many labels did you turn down before signing with Epic? Uh, it's like four or five, something like that. And I actually reached out to Epic. Like my team, they reached out to Epic. Um. Because usually the labels reach out to you. We reached out to them, and mm -hmm. they gave us exactly what we wanted. Really? Yeah, so it's like, you know, you never know. Describe that feeling when you finally got signed. It was a great feeling, you know. I felt like I reached a particular checkpoint, mm -hmm. not necessarily a goal. I feel like a lot of artists feel like when you sign, that's, that's the win. That's just the start, really. So, you know, I was just excited to see what came after and then just being a sign artist and learning how to build and work and learning how to get your leverage in the building um around like like a year after being signed i dropped an album called valedictorian yeah and it was like 18 songs on there it was really not to me i don't really like it personally as an artist that go listen to it now <laughs> i'm like it wasn't that good at all so i was like after that like i really ain't get no like calling my A&Rs and calling people in the building, I ain't really getting no answers no more. Really? Yeah, I got put on the shelf in 2020. So then from there, I'm like, you know what? I was independent before I signed to these motherfuckers, so, you know, I'm going to just drop my shit myself because they ain't looking for me anyway. Right. And then I start independently dropping my shit again while being signed. And I'm like, okay. I dropped some shit called Cottonmouth. Did that create any, like, friction between you and the label doing that? Yeah, like, once it started picking up, then they're like, hold on, <laughs> what you doing, type yeah. shit. But, like, when it wasn't hitting, it wasn't an issue. Yeah. So, at this point, I'm paying out of pocket for all my videos. I'm not getting reimbursed. I'm paying to mix my shit. I'm just moving like an independent just artist. Just investing in yourself. Yeah, so it's like, I'm like, okay, I'm not waiting on them no more. So, from there, I dropped a song called Cottonmouth, and that was kind of like my my song where I let people know that I smoke weed and shit. Like, cause my fan, I looked at my fans as like kids. Yeah. Not realizing that they growing up and they doing shit with too. You. So they're growing up with yeah, you. Yeah. So I, I dropped a song, Cottonmouth, and it was about like me smoking and shit. I was smoking weed for the first time on camera and shit. Everybody all shocked. Oh my God, you smoke. Ooh. So I'm like, okay. From there, that song ended up making a lot of money. And then I just kept pushing, kept dropping, kept dropping. And then I, that's when I got to Moonwalking the Calabasas. Mm. And I dropped that and song. Would you say that's your biggest release to yeah, date? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. So I, then I dropped that song. And from there, um, it was doing really, really good by itself. Then Blueface hit me up and was like, let me hop on the remix. Then he hopped on the remix. And then he leaked the whole song the day after the studio session. So I'm scrambling. I'm like, fuck, we got to shoot this video. We got to hurry up and just drop this motherfucker. So I did it. Dropped it, and that motherfucker just phew, viral. Numbers went stupid. Yeah, I'm like, damn, so this is crazy. So what was the label saying? They like, that we, all this is happening. They like, we need that song, man. We need the rights <laughs> to that song. And I was just, and I was just holding off for a little bit because I'm like, damn, I was just on the shelf and shit. It's like, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna enjoy these fruits of my labor for a second. And yeah. then I, and then I gave it to them. And once I gave it to them, they put that gasoline on it, and it took it to that next level. Yeah. Now, I did hear in one of your interviews that you always just, like, listen to your music. So it's interesting that you say right now, like, you don't really like Valedictorian. Yeah, now, nah. listen to it now. Nah. So do you ever go back and listen to your old interviews? I haven't. I'll be doing these podcasts and interviews, and I just move on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know it's – I just do it for the people. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's always somebody watching this really look people look at me as a big inspiration. Of course. So I like to do shit like this to like, you know, let people know that, you know, I was just a regular motherfucker in Pontiac, Michigan, a city that most people ain't even heard of before. And now I'm here. So, you know, anybody can do anything. Because I can never... tell that you're very hard on yourself. I can tell that. And I can tell that just from you talking to me right now. And from looking at your old videos, your yeah. old interviews, you like always like not disregarding things that you've already done, but you're like, uh, yeah, that's cool. I'm on to the next. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, though. <laughs> but 
I'm definitely hard on myself. I'm just never satisfied. Mm. Like with my success, I just feel like, you know, I could always be better because there's always somebody that's bigger than me. There's always somebody with more money than me, you know? So it's like, it just give me, I'm very, very competitive. Yeah. And that's the real reason I was valedictorian. I'm not saying I'm the smartest man in the world. Yeah. But I was very competitive. Like I was staying after school and everything because I was, I was in second place at first. I was supposed to be salutatorian. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay after school. I'm gonna make sure I study an extra little little extra hour to really get this down packed. So when I take this test, I beat this nigga and I get valedictorian. <laughs> so I'm just like hella competitive with my shit. So, so what happened to the salutatorian? Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I mean, I don't know what what he's doing now. Yeah. But, you know. He was a, he was a genius though. Mm-hmm. Like he was way smarter than me. I can humbly say that he was way smarter than me. Like fucking scientist, damn near. Like he was a genius, but he ain't had that. He ain't had that motivation like I did. You just apply more pressure. Yeah. So do you feel like you take that drive and that competitive spirit into your music? Yeah, that's why I always I always bring it up that I was valedictorian in high school. That's really like that's something. a flex. Yeah, like that's... you should never ever feel like that's not a flex because anybody, like you said, anybody can figure out YouTube. Anybody can figure out how to get money on social media. You know what I'm saying? I have business mentors that have made millions of dollars from online stores. You know what I'm saying? So it can be done. But valedictorian, you got one shot. And it is not easy. Thank you. Thank you. So I know your mom is proud of you and I know your family is proud of you. And it's like whenever you do have kids, I know you said you wanted to have kids one day. Mm. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) I know. Because you're really going to be able to tell them that and not be lying because I think that I'm going to do that with my kids, but I'm going to be lying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going (laughs) to let them know I was valedictorian, so I need you to come in here with straight A's. Yeah. But you can actually say that. I feel like when I had had kids, I ain't even going to be on them that hard about school, though. To be honest, like. You I don't honestly feel don't feel that it's necessary. You don't feel like that kind of transfers over into your drive, into the way you do everything. Yeah, it do, it do. But at this, in the same breath, it's like I wish I had my like. A, I wish I had somebody like me to like fun whatever the fuck I want to do or do this and that. Well, yeah, I want my kids to be silver spoon. I don't want my kids to struggle for nothing. At all. They shouldn't even have to pay for nothing. Facts. And I also feel like school is... So they got to have that school on point then. They do, but at the same time, when the last time you did an algebra problem? I mean, that's a scam, but that's a whole nother, you know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of that stuff in school, especially college, because... I saw you talked about an interview where it's like you were valedictorian, but then you went to college and you was like a C student. Yeah. And I could not relate to that anymore because I was an honor student, you In know, and I, yeah. And I had the opportunity to do dual enrollment, but I didn't want to leave my school. Mm. That was stupid. But so I understand because I always felt that I was just like so really you graduated? smart. Hmm? You graduated from college. Yeah. Okay. I went, I did broadcast just like you. Oh, okay, yeah. And you know what? I do feel like once I got to college, I was like, what What are they talking about? Like, this college algebra is not the same algebra that I was just doing yeah. in high school. And it was very, very hard for me. But I started to see that my strengths was not 
in necessarily like math or science, but it was in my major. It was in broadcast journalism. So, you know, I'm doing this. So yeah. it was, it did something right. Yeah, you know it what made I'm saying? Sense. It made sense. So, okay, now you're doing music and you're applying that same competitive spirit mm -hmm. to your music. You were literally, it's not me, it's you is the album you just put out. Mm -hmm. And you got some big artists on there. And I feel like a lot of people were surprised because a lot of people counted you out or mm -hmm. want to count you out. Even like though your music want... is good, Yeah, they kind of just want to keep you in that box Yeah, as a YouTuber. And I experienced the same thing, so I understand that like you're like, I'm a dynamic person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one dimensional. Like I have this talent. I have this talent. You're also an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that though. The struggles that you've experienced just as an artist making that transition and now like proving everybody wrong. Uh, You know, it just come with it. I feel like it's the music industry is like a hard it's a hard market right now. It's not really like too many. They're not letting too many people in the door. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like. Why do you feel that way? Do you feel like it's because it's oversaturated or? Yeah. It's a, I heard it's 60,000 songs that drop every Friday. How many have we heard? 60,000? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's so, it's way oversaturated. So it's like when they hear about somebody that started on YouTube or something like that, they automatically expect the shit to be like a parody or the shit to be like a joke so it's like people really don't even pay it no mind but everybody that decides to listen to my music they fuck with it and they be surprised like damn like i got so many people that hit me up like damn i did not know you was this hard ddg i'm kind of hard i ain't gonna lie i fuck with it it's like it's not it's not cool i feel like it's not a trend or cool or a hype to listen to my music right now. I feel like I'm an underground artist in a way. Yeah. Versus like somebody that that's way bigger that might drop some shit that might not even be hard, but you still gonna fuck with it because there's so much hype behind them. Yeah. Do you feel like that makes you go harder? For sure. Yeah, I feel like I gotta I got something to prove. But once I get to that point where it's like it's a hype thing where it's like, okay, when I'm dropping music, the world stops. It's like, okay. Now I can really show my ass and start going crazy, you know. Right now I'm in my humble my humble phase where I'm just like, you know, I take it. Y'all call me a YouTube rapper, whatever the fuck y'all want to say. It's cool. When you now. say start going crazy, what what do you mean? Like just start really, like I know how to fuck the media up. I know how to do so much shit. I know how to really market myself. I know how to really make shit pop. So it's like when I get to that point where it's like, I can fucking sneeze and that shit is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's when it's going gonna, gonna to be unstoppable. What do you feel like it takes to get an artist to that point? You know, just consistency, keeping your shit in the, and I think it's a lot of, it comes a lot with cosigns too. Yeah. Like most of the artists that's lit right now, they connected to somebody else. True. And it's like that, that connection that they got is a very, very strong connection. And right now, I feel like I'm building my own connection versus like an artist that got somebody like 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 Drake. He got Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? And you got and and Nicki Minaj got Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? Like you got you got certain artists like that that got somebody like a big homie. I ain't really got no big homie in a way, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm the first to really transfer from YouTube to music into this rap world and to really be successful at it because mm -hmm. there are a lot of youtubers and influencers that try to do music but it's not received well yeah yeah i feel like that that kind of fucked up my my authenticity a little bit from them fucking up so i gotta clean up they fuck ups and they parodies and they jokes. Because they group you guys in and yeah. they feel like, oh, if you're an influencer or you're a YouTuber, like, you can't do music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people do feel like, oh, because I have this many followers, then I can drop a song. Nah. <laughs> but, you know, I do appreciate artists like NLE Chopper. Mm -hmm. 
and you know he doing YouTube. So then it make my shit even look more cooler. Cause like, you know what I'm saying? You just did it the other way around. Yeah, I did Trust it. me, all the artists want what you have. Yeah. That platform. You know, it takes a long, there's a lot of networks that don't have 2.5 million subscribers on YouTube. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what I got. I know, yeah. I know the importance of my platform and me doing YouTube and shit. So I never stopped. Good. You know, but it's like, I want to be, if I could choose to be known for YouTube or music, I'd rather be known for music. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I just try to keep pushing that narrative that, you know, you're I'm creative. an artist. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're an artist. But you, yeah, yeah, you're right. But speaking of, you just said you want to be known for music mm -hmm. if you had a choice, if you had to pick one. You know, luckily for you, you're talented at both. But if you had to pick one, you would want to be noticed or known for music. Yeah, it's just But artist. you rap and sing. So which one do you feel like you would like to be most known for, rapping or singing? I think rap. But I feel like I would excel more, not necessarily singing, but more like melodically, like mm -hmm. damn near dabbing into the pop world a little bit. I feel like I excel more in that genre. Rather than I feel like the rap shit is just it's just like niggas is just how you how you close minded. Yeah. Like they like, oh, you gotta do this and that. You gotta be from here and this and that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just some lame shit for real. You know and 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 that is interesting because a lot of people feel that especially with rap I think only with rap, that they want you to have this, like, street cred. Mm -hmm. Even though street cred don't give you no money. At all. It doesn't close any deals. Shout mm -hmm. out to Jeezy because he just dropped his new project, and it literally has a song about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's true. It's like having street cred is not going to close a deal for you. Yeah. It's not going to put money in your account. It's really just going to attract the wrong energy. Yeah, that's that's how it always is, you know. You know, not to say I ain't from those type of backgrounds, you know, type shit, but I just know I want the money. You know what I'm saying? And I you don't really, go around promoting that. Yeah, I ain't trying to go around, oh, rob this nigga, shoot this nigga. I might say a little lyric or some shit, but I ain't, like, promoting kids to do that, like. I do YouTube, I do this, I do this, I make this business move. That's what I'm promoting for real, like real. So I know that you have some investments. <laughs> I know that you were in the stock market, crypto, mm -hmm. I know about your watch collection mm -hmm. and you trade watches. Can you exp talk to us about that? I How just, you flip the watches? I buy watches, like this watch for instance, this watch is like, 280, 300. And what kind of watch is that? The Richard Mille watch. Alright. Yeah. I I like buying shit like this, not because I just like the watch, but because it's a conversation starter. It's an investment in, in, in future conversations. You know, you walk in a certain room and a motherfucker know what this is. They like, oh, okay. A lot of people know what it is now because everybody rapping right. about it. But like the naked eye ain't gonna see your wrist and be like, oh, that's a Richard Mill. But somebody that know about that shit and somebody that you wanna talk to gonna know about it type shit. So I like buying like stuff like that. Like I don't really be fucking with the um, bust down watches like that no more. Yeah. I just be trying to buy the plain stuff. and. Apparently you know. like they lose value over time and the plain Jane's increase value, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Or they stay. Like, it's been a lot of times I buy a watch, I wear that motherfucker for two, three years and get my money back. It's damn near like just borrowing it versus a, a um, bust down watch. You buy it and then you try to sell it back and they're like, oh, I can give you $20,000 less. Why is it less if it has diamonds in it? Because, I don't know. Diamonds, well, to, in order for them to put the diamonds inside the watch, they got to drill holes in the metal. Mm -hmm. So they drilling holes inside the rose gold or the white gold or the titanium or whatever type of watch you got, and it's losing value that way. And, you know, jewelers are shysty, so it's just like the norm. Like, they got group chats and shit, and they know, like, wholesale prices and how much to resell shit for. So it's like if you're not in that group chat or in that 
that you know what I'm saying that circle or whatever it's like you gonna get taxed for mm. sure so what's the most expensive watch you've bought uh this one 280 yeah it's 280 and was there an occasion that you bought that or I bought it in New York I just I had I bought one of these before it was like a step under this one like prior when was it it was like 2018 2019 or something I bought one no 2020 one of them I don't know 2018 2019 one of them and I had bought one and it was like a hundred and thirty thousand so this shit went up like an extra hundred bands since you bought it yeah no but I sold it before type shit so I didn't made some bad trades before like I sold it before it shot up this high so it's like you can't get the watch that I'm talking about before it looked just like this but you can't get that for under 220 230 now and it what? was 130 when I bought it and I was getting taxed on top of that so and you bought that for 280 in 2018 no I bought this for 280 a year and some change ago has it gone up Nah, this is about the same now. It's the watch market kind of went down a little bit, so I'm kind of holding it right now until it go back up. Is it like an inflation it. thing because of everything else that's going on? Mm-hmm. All this shit went down. Like the housing market, basically mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So basically, if you flip watches, it's just best to hold it right now. Yeah, it's best to hold it right now until like you know shit get hot again, and everybody money go back up. Then motherfuckers ready to spend three twenty on this motherfucker. Then that's when I sell it. What is in your watch watch collection now? Uh, I got like six watches. I think it's just I got this, got a AP, um, skeleton. You know, you can see the inside of the shit moving around it and shit. Um, I got a Cartier watch skeleton. There's diamonds in it though. I got a Rolex diamonds i got a paddock with diamonds and i got a another ap with diamonds you know but not bust down but like diamonds on the inside no bust down mm. bust so down. Was i that got like before? four i got four bust downs and i got two planes so are you gonna keep the bust downs yeah because it's like you're not gonna get what you i ain't finna get what i want for it so i might as well keep it and plus as an artist i feel like it's it's, it's jewelry it's, it's costume you know what i'm saying it it, it looks nice on stage you know, you got to have a bust down if you're an artist. I feel like I feel like that's just something that complements your fit. And it's also a conversation starter, maybe for a smaller room. But, you know, it's still a conversation starter. And you look like somebody when you walk in the room to the other artists. Yeah. Know? Pause that thought because I want to get back to there. But I want to ask you a quick question. How much is your watch collection worth now? Maybe like 800. Mm. Maybe like 800, seven, 800. Something around there. Yeah. So, okay. Yes. Now let's get back to that. I sometimes think it's a lot of pressure, especially being a rapper, because like you said, there's a costume that you have to basically have. Mm. And that's the jewelry. You have to have designer and you have to have jewelry. So do you feel like you spend more money as a rapper versus a YouTuber? Yeah, for sure. But in the same breath is like i'm getting to the point now where and i feel like jury in general is just kind of like dying down and hype especially with like all the killings and shit and yeah. you know, all the shit that's going on i feel like a lot of artists is like stepping back from buying jury so i haven't really been blowing jury like that i honestly kind of grew out of it out of, i kind of grew out of it in a way because um i don't know i've been i've been buying jury for so long yeah and it's just like, you know, that same chain that you bought three years ago still going to hit the same. So why are you buying more? Because like you said, if you're a rapper and you want to be perceived, you know what I'm saying, or even taken seriously, like you said, when people see you on stage, they want to see you with something shiny on. Mm-hmm, for sure. 100%. Do you feel like it's a lot of pressure to spend money or do you feel like, you you also have people like Kendrick Lamar that just and J. Cole that does not subscribe to any of that at all. Yeah. But I feel like that doesn't work for everybody else. No, I don't. Especially in I feel like in my level of artistry, you know, I still got some ways to go. So I feel like wearing jewelry 
in a way advances you a little bit because it's like, okay, when you see me out, you know I got it in a way. Even if I might not have it, you mm. know I look like I got it type shit. So it's like, I feel like it helps. But I feel like when you get to that point of, you know, like a J. Cole or a Kendrick, like everybody know. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like some artists don't need that and they don't have to, you know. But I honestly, I, I like jury. Like, I like how it looks. I feel like jury definitely complements my fit. So it's like I buy it in terms of, like, I want my outfit to look nice. Yeah. You know? But now it's I used to buy it just to be like, okay, I want to show off a little bit. Now I buy these to, like, you know, let motherfuckers know. I'm up. What's the most expensive thing you bought for yourself? Um, my house. Mm-hmm. For sure. Spent a lot of money on my house. And I end up renovating the whole spot. And that cost me a lot of money. Yeah. How much you think you spent on renovations? Renovations, I spent close to a million dollars. If not a million dollars. But it was because I was doing extra shit. Like, I had my dream house in mind. You know, I mm-hmm. wanted a basketball court in the back. You know, I wanted to knock walls down and make living rooms bigger and change all the floors, had glass and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just... Period. Yeah, I was What's playing. the dopest thing in your house that you added? Um, Probably my basketball court. It's like, it's just, that's where I spend a lot of my time with my family and shit. We go back there, play basketball, cuss each other out and shit. Then I got my own little home studio in there. Like, it's it's like a little compound for me. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And I saw that you taught yourself how to engineer. So you basically can engineer your own songs when you feel like recording? Mm-hmm. Yep. I taught myself, asked my homie. One of my homies showed me the basics, and then I just started recording myself. And one of my songs, Nine Lives, featuring Polo G and NLE Chopper, my verse, I recorded it myself. Mm. Yeah, so I was wondering if you had learned that from YouTube University, but you say your homeboy taught you. Yeah, no, my homie, like, engineering, that's a difficult task. Like, that's something you got to really sit down and learn. That shit is difficult. What do you feel like is the next business endeavor for DDG? Um, I'm really working on building a team around myself and just really not working as hard as I want to. Or working as hard as I am now. I don't want to work as hard as I am. I want people to work for me. So I'm kind of like in the phase of like hiring people, employees and stuff, investing in myself in that way. And then um, I'm just thinking about different types of business things, like whether it's clothing or, you know, um, promoting, like signing new artists or making a social media type of, school you know what i'm saying for people and shit like that yeah i had it going for a little bit on OnlyFans, actually everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light i made a lot of money on there yeah you know i think only con OnlyFans, I think OnlyFans is a great concept, and obviously Patreon and even Instagram, a lot of social media platforms are doing that where people can, like, pay for exclusive content. I think OnlyFans just got a bad stigma, you know what I'm saying, to it. It got a bad stigma, but at the same time, it's like, niggas is still on that motherfucker regardless. So it's like... Were you making a lot of money on there? Yeah. I dropped my little online school called it like zooted i forgot what i called it zooted school or something like that something like that and i uh basically teach people how to do youtube and i'm i remember i dropped the link i made like thirty thousand in five hours no exaggeration I swear to god i was like what the fuck this is crazy and that with only fans well only fans you can withdraw your money like whenever yeah like they calculate your shit in probably like three days after you can hit withdraw. That shit goes straight to your bank. So it's why crazy. did you stop? You got busy? I got busy. And it's like, like you said, it's like a stigma with it. Just like as an artist, just on there talking about subscribe to my OnlyFans. It's like, what you doing on there? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
I Did you really... have people thinking it was other stuff mm-hmm. on there? Every time I tell people that, they're like, what you was on there? You was on there selling <laughs> news and shit. And I was really on there selling knowledge. Right. I was, make, I was making a lot of money and I just kept going and kept going. And then it got to the point where you always got people like this that subscribe just to leak your shit. So people mm. will subscribe and then take my videos down and re-upload them on YouTube and shit. So, um, Did that affect any of the money? It just affected the motivation because then I became skeptical. Like, damn, why am I putting my shit on here just so somebody could, you know what I'm saying, yeah. leak it and put it out. But um, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, I'm definitely going to revisit it and do it again. Would you I do just, it again on Only, OnlyFans? I would. I would. I like the platform. You know, they, they, they the way they pay out their money is great. And it's hella transparent. Like, like if you selling your subscription for fifteen dollars in your analytics you'll see that they taking three dollars out of that like yeah. they literally show you so you would know every time somebody subscribe instead of the 15 i'm getting 12 but i can see that i yeah. see why i made this much money they you tell see you where everything. it's going yeah it's not like hidden how much was your subscription 14.99 so you was doing 15 dollars and you made thirty thousand five hours in five hours yeah you gotta bring that back yeah. <laughs> you gotta bring that. Nah, I'm gonna bring that back. It's so much money out here, man. It's just like, you know, I don't really be doing a lot of shit for money no more. Like yeah. I know I know I ain't gonna never ever go broke. Facts. I know I ain't gonna never go broke. Just off the the strength of me having this platform of YouTube and me having this and that, I just feel like my influence ain't gonna do nothing but get bigger. Yeah. Do you ever feel that you are tired or just like want to break sometimes from the publicity since you've been doing it for so long and started so young? Yes and no, because I know if I stop, somebody going to pass me. Mm. I don't like that. Like I'm, I'm like hella competitive. I don't want nobody passing me up or I don't want nobody feeling like they bigger than me or got one up on me, even though they might be. It's just that's just my own my own self motivate me to keep going harder. So it's like, I like working. I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And that's how I pass time. Like I don't do, I don't work and think like I'm working. Every job that I do is like a hobby damn near. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's what I want to do. Well, have you noticed like the more famous you become, the more people scrutinize your words? Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. It's getting even crazier now. Everybody's twisting my words up. I think internet is at an all-time high of sensitivity for some reason, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of bandwagon going on. Yeah. It's like if I, if if he hates you and he hates you, he automatically gonna hate you too just because they hate you. Yeah. You know? Versus like, you know, let me hear him out and see what he really talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's just that's just the current state that we're in right now. Yeah. Anybody that's a celebrity kind of has to cancel culture. Deal with that. Yeah. Well, do you really believe in cancel culture? In a way, shit. I feel like it's a lot of examples being made for sure. Um like who? Kanye? Yeah. Cuz like, he's really I he mean He like num- he like he huge. Yeah. Big influence. But you can see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even though he going to be straight regardless, it's just like, if I got canceled like Kanye did, I'm probably not going to come back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it just make me move a little different for sure. Because it's like, people don't understand. I feel like people dehumanize you a little bit when you're mm-hmm. a celebrity. And like, you're supposed to be perfect at all times. Right. When it's like, you probably on the other side of the screen saying some wild shit, your Twitter probably crazy or your shit probably crazy, but people don't give a fuck about what you're saying, so. Cause they don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? They don't know who the fuck you is, so it don't make, it don't really matter. But for like somebody with a following, a public figure, you gotta be so perfect and the nicest person ever. It's just like, damn, you can't even be yourself no, no more at some point. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask that. Do you feel like you, kind of have a guard up now and you don't show as much as yourself anymore for sure like i could be myself around my homies group chat my girl you know what i'm saying i could be myself around like close people my family and shit 
But like I feel like on the internet, you always got to be a character no matter what. You be yourself too much, especially as an artist. They gonna get you up out of there. Do you feel like people have started to scrutinize you even more since now you're in a public relationship with a freaking Disney princess? Yeah, for sure. Cause she carried like an innocent innocence behind her off rip, you know, and she is innocent. So it's like, you know, you know, something I got to deal with, but it is what it is. As long as she happy, that's all that matters. Do you find yourself wanting to protect her innocence? For sure, 100%. I'm damn near like her um, security guard in a way. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you, okay, so are you getting ready for this release? I know you're going to plan something big for her. Yeah, I got to do something big, huh? Yeah. got to do something big. They're going to be looking for you to do something big now. You nah. already know. Nah, I know. She got to go like on a world tour and shit. <laughs> They're going to be know. like, why you ain't buy her a jet? They're yeah. going to be expecting you to do crazy things. They might expect you to dress up as, what's his name? John, what is his name from the... I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I, I haven't watched The Little Mermaid. Like, I haven't watched the cartoon. You've never watched I'm it? Only, I'm only going to watch The Little Mermaid. You've never watched it? I know who The Little Mermaid is. Wait, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. You've never watched The Little Mermaid? I never watched it. What? I'm a, I'm so wait, a, what's your favorite Disney movie? Favorite Disney movie? Um, it's not even Disney, is it? The Incredibles Disney, ain't it? Ain't it? No. I think I don't think so. Pixar. That's Pixar. Um, yeah. Nah. My favorite Disney. I got. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't. The know. Lion King. Lion King. Yeah, that's legendary. Like I never really been like a big on Disney like that. Yeah, to be honest. But Disney like, got them classic. They movies. do for they sure. They never like, go out of style. I watched probably most of them, but um, the Little Mermaid is just not something that, as a man, that I, I clicked on. I'm like, let me watch. But the I Little just Mermaid. figure all kids have watched all Disney movies. That's why I said that. Yeah, I probably watched it as a kid. Yeah. But I don't remember. Yeah. So it's like when her movie dropped. This is going to be the first time I really sit down and watch it. But I do feel like I need to watch the cartoon so when the movie come out, I can really have a nostalgic feeling like, oh. And tell her all you know the saying? moments that she did better. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? She yeah. going to love that. Did you feel like you wanted to like, was it really bothering you when all the racists popped up out of nowhere being so upset that she was the Black Mermaid? Yeah, it was a little... Um, a little much, a little vulgar, for sure. Um, but, you know, it's how it is, man. It Did is you have to, is. like, tell yourself, like, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not even going to, like, react to this stuff. I know that's, like, your girl, so you kind of, yeah. like you said, you want to tap into that mode, like. Yeah, I wanted to, but it's like, that ain't my place. Right. No, I ain't even trying to butt into this shit. This is her moment. And we just kind of... Because that's another thing, too. Yeah. Then they'll flip it like that, that you're jumping into her moment. I always try to stop myself from butting into her moments or, you know, trying to get in the spotlight of her moment, you know. And a lot of these events, a lot of people be like, why is she bringing DDG? She just be asking me to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I'd be like, take me to this party. Yeah. Take me to this. Who don't want they man with Yeah, that? that's what I'm, you know saying. what I'm saying. So she be like, she be asking me to go. Like, we really like... Together. And it's not like you and nobody. Yeah. Why wouldn't she want you to go? That's what I'm saying. We together like every day, 24-7. Like before I came here, I was with her. Like we together all day, every day. So it's like. Okay. Well, tell my baby cousin I said hi. I guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. No, I love that. So she has a beautiful voice and then you like singing. Do you think like in the future y'all could possibly make music together? Yeah, we actually, the, one of my songs on my album is called If I Want You. She got backgrounds on it, on the yes. hook. Yes. But she had a verse on it, but it just didn't come out. But yeah, no, nah, she's, she's very, very talented. Did the label block it? Yeah, not necessarily. It was just like kind of a thing where it's like she still got to drop as a solo artist herself before she feature on somebody else's stuff, right? Kind of make more sense that way. I get it. And I feel like when she finally comes out as a solo artist, it's going to be colossal. 
So, like, what's it like when y'all in the house together? Do y'all ever have, like, singing competitions? Do y'all ever mm -hmm. find yourself doing, like, little duets in the house? We actually, funny <laughs> thing we do, we freestyle a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we be, like, face freestyle rapping and shit. It'd be, it'd be cool. Like, we'd just be randomly freestyling, joking around and shit. But I can't sing on her level. Of course not. That voice is. Yeah. So, do you feel like. Or what do you feel that you've learned from her? I know you said like when you're in a studio, you've learned a lot from her. Mm -hmm. But like, what do you feel like you've just learned from her as a person, as an actress? Because I think you said you wanted to act too. You wanted to get into acting too, right? Yeah, that was my first dream. First dream, okay. Yeah, I wanted to be an actor before anything, to be honest. Um, but I did like an independent movie and I didn't really like how that got treated on set. So I was like, you know what, let me just go back to YouTube. I can totally see you acting. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I do want to do. Like being in a horror movie is like on my bucket list. I don't even like horror movies. Like why would I want to watch something that make me scared? Yeah, no, I love horror movies. Do you like want to be sister. the killer or you want to be? I want to, I don't know. I'll be both killer. Cause or you know, person. we like to use this show as a manifesting platform and I, heard a lot of your interviews you say a lot of stuff you say end up coming to fruition i'm gonna even be your it. valedictorian um speech right yeah i'm gonna be it i'm gonna be in a um horror movie period i'm gonna be For on sure. a tv series leading lady it's given leading lady yeah period period Mm -hmm. So what's next for DDG? I know you just dropped the album, so you're probably doing a lot of press. Mm -hmm. You have your investments and stuff like that. What is next for you? What is really? something that you're excited about these days? I'm excited to get these visuals out and move on to my next project and just continue <laughs> to keep dropping. Yeah, I'm just trying to really, I'm really just all about music right now. That's like my main focus and getting to that next level and, and you know reaching a whole new fan base and and getting my music heard we are so happy that you came by the show and stopped to talk to us it's been really a pleasure getting to know you and talking to you and i'm so happy for everything that you're doing and keep going don't let anybody discourage you from putting yourself on thank you because you did it and we're going to continue to root for you and you've been tuning into deposits and Tune in next time. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.